don't know where to go from there. Hi, guys. This is Tracy. <laughs> I got you, didn't I? This is Kurt. Did you get yourself? Uh, No, I got you. This is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. listening to this podcast no exactly before. they've already tuned out awesome they've already tuned out hey everybody it's another episode of the mfg cast <laughs> this time we're going to be talking about uh some tile laying games we had this conversation last night and i thought it was kind of funny because i was listening to a podcast where they were kind of arguing about this where if something has tile laying in it is it really a tile laying game or you know what's the big mechanic that makes you know if the only mechanic is something that is the tiling is that a tiling game you know it's it's weird it just it's hard to tell which is what is what so what was your what what was your argument about it or what why did we get into that last night when you talked about it i hadn't considered i was thinking straight up tiles like maybe cardboard or something oh gotcha i wasn't thinking you were throwing out ideas of tiling games, and we can talk about that more in the episode, but as we go further in the episode, but I was thinking more, I don't know, I guess I wasn't broadening my horizons as much. Yeah. And it makes sense now yeah. that you were talking about it, and we can expand on that as we go into our topic. Yeah, exactly. So we'll call, we'll call this episode basically just games with tiling aspects in them. Yeah. Yeah. But before we get into that, let's talk about what we've been playing. Oh, let's do that. We had a game day yesterday. Oh my god. Those it's are... been a long time. <laughs> Those are few and far between these days, it seems like. Yeah, but now that uh, uh, Little League season is done for Logan, we were able to actually have a Saturday to sit and play games, mm-hmm. and it was very exciting. And I might have been more excited about it than you were. Uh, it had nothing to do with excitement for me. I just I've had such a shitty week at work that I think it's just bleeding into everything yeah, else. Unfortunately, I did, I did too. But I think I was just really excited to be yeah. able to do this. Sorry. No, that's okay. I'll but just, I, I did have a lot of I'll fun. I'll just punch by you the way. in the face later. Cool. So we were able to play four games. Yeah. Yesterday. Whoop whoop. That yeah. was super exciting. Uh, that the, it doesn't matter what day it was, but yeah. What? what did I say? You said yesterday. Like people <laughs> listening to this are gonna be like, "Oh, so that's oh. that's Tuesday." Because I'm listening to this give, on Wednesday. Should I tell you what the date was? No, you don't. Have okay. To. All right. So why don't you talk about one of the games that we played? Okay. So one of the games that was the hotness at Gen Con that uh, we were able to actually snag after Gen Con is we got to play a game called Unmatched. Unmatched. You are playing. It's basically just you're just taking. Uh, fake, I don't know how, how you would say that, like, just different people from different 
storylines. Stories and stuff like that, and you basically pit them against each other. The When we did it, Tracy played Medusa, and I played King Arthur, and you also get some sidekicks that go with you. My sidekick was Merlin, and your sidekick were the Harpies. Depending on the character, you get a certain number of sidekicks. So he only had the one, yeah. and I had three, but he had one with... What, yeah. seven health or something? Yeah, Merlin and, started with seven hit points, and your harpies and, only had one. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. So, but, um, yeah, it's a, it's basically a skirmish game where you have spots on the board, and, you know, depending upon if your person is a melee or a ranged, ranged, a ranged attack, you have to figure out how to, you know, fight them, and you have cards in your hand that kind of boost. Um, the cards in your hand, either if you're... Using them, they'll either say your main character's, your hero's name, your sidekick's name, or any. And so you, if it says any, you can use those any cards for any character. If you have a specific name on a card, you have to use those for those characters. However, if that other character has been knocked out, then you can't use those cards anymore. Well, you can use them for boosting, though. Oh and, yeah, but you can't use them for their main action. Correct. Anymore. Correct. And and the main the main goal of this game is to knock out your hero. Once your once your main hero is knocked out, then you lose. So your sidekicks can get knocked out all they want, and you can keep going. But it, once your main hero gets defeated, then the game's over. Yep. But you only have each player only has a set number of cards. So once you go through your entire stack of cards, then you can't reshuffle through your discard deck. No. So you really have to be conscious of how you're playing your actions. Yeah, Because exactly. one of the actions is drawing a card, and you can do that action twice, but you have to look at your your draw deck to see whether or not you actually want to do that. Yeah, and if you have no cards in your draw deck, and you take that, what is that card? The maneuver, the maneuver or the action is a maneuver action, if you have to draw a card and you have no cards in your hand, each of your each of your characters takes two damage, which really sucks. So you have to be very yeah. careful on on your hand management there. Yeah, and I think we were really careful on our hand management. I think we both had a decent amount of cards left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also was really paying attention to not drawing too many cards. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I felt like even though we played a full game, like we didn't really get that far through our cards, really. No, but we were boosting and we were fighting a lot and we stayed pretty close to each other too. Yeah, and if I didn't reference it before, like boosting, there's a little number towards the bottom right of the card and you can use cards that basically are, you know, you want to get rid of or kind of useless. You can use those to boost your character to for movement. But with my King Arthur character, I could use my special ability is I could boost my attack. So whatever that number is, it adds to the attack. Yeah, basically amped up your guy. Exactly. So it was fun. I'm still on the fence about this game. Like, I love the idea. I love that you could play all these different characters and they could fight each other. And the board is two-sided, so you could play a couple of different areas. And I'm sure as you get more into getting other stuff, it'll introduce more of that. So I'm interested in that. But... And it was so it was really easy to learn, but I don't know if I was in love with it. I really liked it, but I don't know if I'm in love with it right now. Well, we've so. only played it once. Yeah. Um, the minis were pretty badass. Yeah, minis are awesome. I posted a picture of Medusa because I played Medusa, and she has 
so many details on her character, mm-hmm. and it's just a gray mini. Yeah, well, it's like funny. A dark be- gray mini, and it's funny because it's not fully painted, but it's it's gray, but it also has a little bit of. Uh, a little bit charcoal? of charcoal, yeah, charcoal or like black around it to kind of highlight it, and, yeah. and it just and I don't know, it really pops. It's yeah, cool. it was really cool. Yeah. So I will be anxious to play this game more, mm-hmm. and it would be nice to play it with more people to see how that pans out too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because then, because if yeah. you play with more players, you could play team mode, which which be kind of be kind of fun to see. Yeah. How that shapes out. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's a fun different type of game and. Yeah, Restoration Games definitely has a interesting title on their hands, and I know a lot of people are excited about it. So I I'm excited to play it more too, just to see how the other characters shape out. Because in this this the the original set, uh, the series one, it's got Medusa, King Arthur, Alice from Alice in Wonderland, and Sinbad. Sinbad, yeah. yeah. So we haven't played Alice and Sinbad yet, and that would be kind of cool to see that, especially with. Uh, Alice, because you can actually start as her being the tiny version of her, or the regular version, or the big version. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see where that, how that shapes out. So, yeah, that was fun. Cool. What else did we play? We also played Point Salad, which is another hot game that... Did I really just use the word hot? <laughs> so hot right now, Hansel. I, oh, Hansel. He's hot right you, now. He's so hot right now. Um... <laughs> We play Point Salad by AEG and Flat Out Games. Mm-hmm. And that was a game that got a lot of hype at Gen Con. Also, we found out that they were going to be releasing a set number of copies when we were at Gen Con. We did not get one. <laughs> so I had ordered this as a tag along with Unmatched when I ordered them as a surprise or a pre release for Kurt. So we played Point Salad yesterday. And that game, for how small it is, has a lot of strategy. I yeah, thought. yeah, I liked it. It it definitely the name of the game. It definitely fulfills that <laughs> fulfills that uh, title or whatever. What's kind of funny about the game is that um, it was stressing me out. <laughs> but I think it's because there was so much going on. Because basically the premise of the game is you have cards and they're two-sided. So one side has salad components. So a tomato, an onion, lettuce, cabbage, etc. And then the other side are basically goals that you can accomplish. So if you get an onion, a cabbage, and a carrot, you make a salad for X number of points. Or if you have the least amount of veggies in the game, you get X number of points. Or if you have onions are worth two and carrots are worth one or, you know, how and so on and so forth. But so you basically lay the cards out and you have three piles. I think it's like this for every. It wasn't just our game, was it? I don't for think two so. Player? So at least for the two player game, you take out. Like six of each of the veggies, I believe. And then you create three equalish piles. And then you put, you bring down two veggies underneath each of the stacks. And so you have three stacks. The top of each stack equals the those goals, basically. The point salad side. And then you have the veggies down below. And then you decide whether you, you each take turns um, grabbing either a veggie. Or you can grab one of the point salad cards. And you put it in front of you. 
So you can say, oh, I want to take one of the tomatoes and then you bring the card above it down. Or you can grab a point salad because you, a point salad card because you want to go for whatever that is. Yeah. Um, along the way, if you decide, I don't want to go for that goal anymore, then you can flip over the card and turn it into a veggie. And what's cool about the card is that it has like a little indicator on the card that tells you what the veggie is on the other side. Mm-hmm. You can't go back the other way. So once you turn it to a veggie card, you can't go to a point salad, but you can go from point salad to veggie. And you can do that at any time. So let's say you take, I'm going to be the person with the least amount of veggies, which I had that one. Mm-hmm. So it was really watching how many veggies I had compared to you the entire time. Mm-hmm. If I knew I was going to creep up on too many veggies, I would have flipped that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you're kind of watching that. But where yeah. I was getting really... <laughs> stressed out about the game which is wasn't a bad thing was i had so many point salad cards and you had so many point salad cards and there was so much stuff going on because what's cool about the game is you can replay each of the vegetable cards or the veggie cards so if i'm using a tomato a cabbage and a carrot for making one salad those vegetables aren't used up for that salad they can be reused for other things Mm -hmm. and so You have points galore and you can be using them for all these different things. So to try to see that you have enough points for across the board or whatever at the end was making me nervous because I wanted to know where I stood. Mm -hmm. And you kept taking all the damn onions. (laughs) You bastard. I love me some onions. So it was a cool game. Once all the cards run out, then you figure out your points. So basically we went through each salad card that each person had and then you figured out your points and went from there and it was it was cool I, I mean it's not the first game that I've ever seen where you have two-sided cards but that doesn't happen very often no no I I I thought it was a cool mechanic I really like it it's like quick easy one to play like it does have some strategy to it of course with trying to figure out you know what you've got and what you're doing and uh but man if you don't like math, <laughs> this is probably not the game for you. That's holy crap. Trying to get all, trying to count out all those goals. Boy, that's a lot of math going on. Trying to figure out everything. But yeah. Well, and it wasn't as bad once you broke it down into each each card. But if you wanted to have an idea of where you were scoring along the way, there was no way. No. So you just kind of had to fly by the seat of your pants and feel like you were doing okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I want to play it too. again today. I did too. It was fun. Okay, so that was Point Salad. You want to talk about another game that we played? Sure. Uh, we actually played an oldie but goodie. We found uh, Tracy found a great deal online for Quarriers, the dice rolling game, and man, by Wizkids. Wizkids. Yep. And man, I forgot how much fun this game is. You know, it, again, a lot of people have played Quarriers. If you haven't, you're basically just you. Know, you have it's a Dice in a bag, you're rolling out dice, you're putting out your fighters, basically, or monsters, or whatever you want to call them. And you're also, you, you've got spells that you can use to cast, and I don't know, it's just, I don't want to talk too much about Quarters, because I feel like Quarters is just an old enough game where most people know about it. Yeah, we just had a lot of fun playing it again and trying to relearn it, because gosh, we haven't played it in so long. I know Mike 
Mike has like almost all of these, all the dice for quarters or whatever, and we haven't played it in so long. But I know it's something that we've always had in the back of our minds that we wanted to play again. So it was cool that we were able to, you know, get this out and play it. It's just the things to try to remember that were kind of hard to remember. It was like, okay, what's in my use pile? What's in my spend pile? What's in my ready pile? How do I use the points for attacking and defending? You know, that just trying to get that figured out again took the most. But then once we got into it, it was nice, quick, easy, you know, way to learn it. So, yeah. I enjoyed playing it again. Uh, I'd like to play it again. Yeah, I like a good dice building game. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how some people just crap on dice games, but man, I love a good dice game. It's a well, lot of fun. Well, yeah, a guy I work with was, I said, hey, check out this game I just ordered. I got a really good deal on it. I think I got it on Prime for, what, 21 bucks or something like mm-hmm. that. I was like, check out this game that just got delivered to my house. And he's like, oh, yeah, my house doesn't really dig games with tons of dice and i'm like oh how can you not look at all the awesome colors i think some people are just into heavier games and i think a dice game like that or just it's just not up their alley i think but i'm like to each their own yep not everybody likes the same thing so that is true that's true so i just knocked him out with a punch and (laughs) is that how are you back like from the 50s i knocked him out with a punch i did i (laughs) i hit him right in the right in the kisser yeah so to the moon exactly but anyway, uh, last but not least, and this will kind of lead us into our topic. Yay. We played Legendary Forest. And this was a game that we had talked about before we went to Gen Con. Yeah, this is our Gen Con preview episode. So you haven't heard that? Go back to that. Yep. I had pulled this off the, the ginormous list of games that they had talked about being excited about Mm -hmm. was Legendary Forest by Yellow Games. Mm -hmm. And we actually were able to snag this game at Gen Con. Mm -hmm. Pretty good deal for it, too, I think. Yeah, I remember. I thought. Maybe. It's fairly cheap, at least. Gosh, I think maybe 25 bucks. Oh, I think it was less than that. I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Probably (laughs) $100. Anyhow, if you don't know anything about Legendary Forest, basically, this is a tile-laying game. Mm Mm-hmm. And your goal is, we thought it was kind of um, similar-esque to Karuba, which we talked about on our episode last week. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really realize that it was um, like that until we were going through the instructions yesterday. Yeah. And yesterday would have been October. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyhow, basically one person is the, what did they call him? The architect? Mm-hmm. And they have a stack of tiles that are shuffled up face down. And you take out a set number of tiles, I think, based on the number of players, probably. Yeah, there, I think you start with 24, yeah. and then I think you take out five. So I think you have 19 to start with. Is that are you, you always, the number of players, though? No, I don't think so. I think it's 19, 19 for everyone. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And then the other player or players has all of the tiles in front of them and they can look at all the their stack of tiles face up mm-hmm. and the architect basically leads the um the tile laying so everyone has is utilizing the same tiles to build but they lay them out a different way and the tiles have different components or different pieces on them some have grass some have pink flowers some have Uh, darker pink flowers some have yellow flowers and you have to lay them and they have to touch the same 
um, style flower to complete a ruin. That's what that's mm-hmm. called, right? Yeah. So a ruin is basically, I would define this as the center of the flower, basically. Yeah. kind of looks like it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is to me, it looks like it looks like just a metal, like... N- it does. Like a metal nut or something like that that they have... That you would have, you know, if you were building something. It's it it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't look like the center of a flower, but but if you think about it, it kind of looks like the middle of a flower, uh-huh. and you're just completing it basically. Yeah, and all the tiles at least have one half rune on them, is what they're called. And they probably have way more than that. Yep. So basically, the architect um, flips over the first tile in their stack, and they say whatever the number tile is. So number four, and then. The other players look for that number four tile, and then they match it up with the starting tile, and they kind of build off. Would they call that a tableau, sort of? Yeah. Kind of? So they're ba- basically building their... But, I, but yeah, I think they call it their planet. I think everyone oh, their has planet. their own planet. Yeah, but so, it, it basically is a tableau. Yeah. You're right. So they're building, they're building off of the first tile and adding as they go, but you have to match. You basically are matching the entire time. Couple things you're watching for, you're watching for how the numbers look on the tiles. So if the number has a white background on it, then you actually get to um, select a tree. And the trees are these little, these are beautiful by the way. They're cool, like almost etched um, circle trees. And there's a light pink one, a dark pink one, and a yellow one. The goal of these trees is to basically double your points. So you want to take a tree and you have to place it on a space that's the same color. So you could say, I want to take a yellow one and I want to place it on this space in hopes that I can double the amount of points I'm going to get for this area. Yeah, if it's enclosed, basically, or if it's closed. Do you want to talk about enclosed versus yeah so closed basically means that every single rune in that area of color so like say it's the red like tracy it's basically it's the red it's the yellow and the pink sections is what you have for scoring and then the grass scores nothing so like say you're you you have this red area if you want to get double points for the root the runes that are together the full runes then you have to enclose the area, basically. So what it means is that you can't have a half of a rune that isn't connected in that area. And if you do and have a tree in there, because the trees are what score you the help score you the victory points, you will get double the points. And then just to score them singly for the single points is if you have your tree, your tree in that area, but it's open, basically. So that means one or more half runes are there. So those white numbered tiles are the only ones that allow you to grab those trees trees and place them on those spaces. And you could grab a tree, the last colored tree that somebody else, you know, that they want to place just to mess with them. And you can put it on the same colored space that you already have. You just never, you don't score twice. No. Yeah. But, and, and the, and the cool thing about it too, is this, little uh, architect pawn that you have when you have those uh, white numbers or whatever when you're picking the trees that moves to the next person to their left so then they get to whoever has that architect 
token gets to pick first. Yep. So that's where, like, in the turn order kind of, you know, you can maneuver to see who's going to, you know, take these trees and possibly, you know, score more points for you or block uh, block having points for the other players. Yep. And that's the only time um, that you can draw those trees are when those numbers are white. Yep. Otherwise, they're, like, a darker color or yeah, something like that. Yeah, like a red. Yep. And then you just continue with the play and you keep building off your planet. Until you run out of all of the the tiles. Mm-hmm. And then you add up your points. So basically, the only things you score are the items that have the trees on them. Yeah, which we talked about. Yeah. So, and I don't think we ever really scored very many points. No, we just scored, the points it, were very, very it few. It is like. really hard, and maybe we just suck at it. <laughs> but it's a really, really pretty game. Really good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, I like it. And um, as the person who's not the architect, meaning the person who has the whole stack of tiles and knowing what is potential to be drawn, you can try to hope that they draw like one with a something that you're looking for, but it doesn't mean they didn't take those tiles out at the beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah, that, so. that's what I like about taking random tiles out at the beginning of the game because you, you know, you kind of, there's that, you kind of don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like at the end of ours, like, I don't know if we reference this, if we reference this completely, but when you're putting down your tiles, you can't like say, if you have a pink flower, you can't put a pink flowered side against a red flower. I did reference that. Okay. Okay. So they have to match the same. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, and you know, when you're putting the tile down, you have to at least put it on one full side of your tile or whatever. But yeah, at the end of the last game that we played, that I was hoping for this one tile. I remember as number twelve. I was like, if I get number twelve, I'm gonna have a good amount of points here in this closed area because I'll have it closed, and I n- it never happens. Well, and then what was funny is you're like, man, I was hoping for number fourteen, and I'm like, I drew number fourteen, and you were like, oh no 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 no, I mean number twelve. Yeah yeah exactly. So, yeah, it was interesting because I think you won the first one, I won the second one, so mm-hmm. now we'll have to have a. Rematch. Rematch to see who who's the ultimate legendary forest champion. That's right. That's right. But yeah, it's a cool it's a cool game. Um has some similarities to Karuba, but in a totally different way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I wouldn't even call them the same. I think the only similarity would be the architect drawing tiles. Yeah. So Yeah, definitely. Well and how you place them too, like, you know, one person Gets... That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. I meant drawing and then you both drawing so you're then... you're both utilizing the same yep. tiles, but you're totally laying them in a different way. Yeah. And at first when we first started playing it was funny because I look at what you had and I'd be like, We're laying in the same way and then I'd look later and I'd be like, Yours doesn't look anything like mine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But... Yeah. So this leads us into our topic of games that have a tile. Ha-ha. The topic. I'm Tom Brokaw. That's less of a topic. Um, so we're, the, it's basically we're talking about uh, games that have a tiling aspect. We've kind of talked about, you know, Karuba, which we talked about last week, and then this Legendary Forest. Another game that is kind of similar to that, that I really enjoy, that kind of makes me think of the color matching in the tiling aspect is Lanterns the Harvest Festival by Renegade Games. This is another one of my favorite tiling games that's like really quick where you know you're trying to have this awesome 
you know, tableau basically of all these lanterns and how they match up and the colors and stuff like that. But one of the differences between like lanterns or say like a Karuba and or Legendary Forest is that you have to match at least one of the colored areas on a side against another colored area on your tableau or on the, the tableau. This is actually a shared tableau. But you can also match one of the other sides with another colored side. But if you match more than one side, you actually get bonus like mm-hmm. the lantern cards because you're using lantern cards to collect. It's a set collection and then getting points at the end of the game. And I, I like that. It's got that versatility of you can get these, you can get this card to help you get points, match that up. But then also you can get more points to match that up too. But also you have to think about you're depending upon where they're facing you, the tiles are facing you and an opponent, they can actually get cards too. So you have to like, yeah, so you have to, you know, be careful what you're giving them. So then you're not helping them win the game. And I think that was, that was something that you had to think about for a little bit too, because you're used to playing, used to playing that one where you only had to match the one side. So then I said something about how are you matching these so fast? And you were you were only matching one side when we were playing on one of the pieces. Yeah. When we were playing Legendary Forest, yeah. and then and it's funny because realized... it was the only time and the only time that it happened is when you called me out on it. <laughs> Otherwise, I, well, I no, did. It, I didn't even I did notice. It just fine. I wasn't looking at it until you were like, "Well, we could do," and I was like, "I don't think we could do that." Oh. Another difference on those would be that we're all playing in the same. We're all laying on the same tableau or space mm-hmm. versus. These other ones, you're creating your own. Yeah. As each player creates their own versus we're working towards something. Well, we're still working on our own, but we're all building. We're both, we're still both, yeah, building this awesome Lanterns Festival. Yeah, and it's so pretty. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing I I think that between like mm, probably more Legendary Forest and and lanterns like they're a beautiful presentation you know and it's and that's i think part of its appeal is like wow this is like it's like it's like you're making a piece of art when you're playing this when you're playing these games and i i like that you know we're like karuba's more of like it's cool it looks cool but it's more of like you know indiana jones who can find the yes. treasure before anyone else does you know well, that because you're moving your guy to a cave yeah and yeah. you're collecting potential diamonds and gold and things like that along the way correct if you stop yeah definitely so that's lanterns uh, for tiling there's also king domino yeah that's a tiling game yeah if you look that up on bgg i definitely think that tiling would be the first thing you'd see in mechanisms (laughs) heck yeah okay so everyone hopefully knows about king domino has played it it's was the hotness and probably still is a pretty good game, um, pretty popular game. Then they came out with Queen Domino, which we have not played. We have not. But I think we haven't probably because I would assume it's very similar yeah, to I, King Domino. Some people say that it's more streamlined and a funner play than King Domino, Queen Domino more is. More fun to play? Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but back to King Domino, basically what this one is, is you place your castle or your palace in the center so everyone is playing their own or making their own kingdom kingdom Mm -hmm. and 
you have a box. I'm thinking when we played giant King Domino. Yeah. So you had dominoes that you're laying out. They call them dominoes. They're basically... Um, Just long tiles. High, long tiles. Yeah, that look yeah. like dominoes because they have two sides to them. And they get laid out based on based on number order, and then you basically stake claim on whatever one you want. So the tiles have um, different types of terrain on them. So they could have forest, they could have desert, they could have water. I can't remember if they have anything else on them. But you basically take your guy and you say, I think that this one would work really well in my um, space or my kingdom. So I'd like this one. And then kind of proceeds clockwise order for everyone to decide how they would like it. And depending on how you placed your guy, you get to grab that domino and put it in your kingdom. And you have to match at least one side. Against your palace or your castle first, you can lay it out however you'd like. But then as you start building out of your castle, you have to start matching. So at least one square of your, I think the tiles are split into halves. So if you have half that's desert and half that's water, at least half of it has to match think you would have to split it in half and have half as water or whatever. And then um, you just keep flipping out tiles and keep claiming stake. Yeah. And the thing is, is the, the numbers represent wherever you put your guys, that determines the, the order for next round. Yes. So if it's, you know, whoever has the earliest number would go first and then whoever has the latest go, number goes first. And then I think, last. how big how big can your grid be? I think it's a 7 by 7 if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe 5 by 5. Okay. I can't remember. I think it's so 5 your, by 5. So your grid for your, um, basically your tableau. Or, or kingdom. Your kingdom. Thank you, God. Kingdom can only be so big. And then, so there may be a chance, depending on how you built it, that... You might not even be able to fill up your kingdom entirely. And then you start calculating points based on, you know, how many spaces of forest you have and how many of this and that and whatever. Yeah, they all have their own way to score or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a game that, again, we haven't played in quite a while actually, but it'd be nice to get that one back out because that one's just... Yeah, now I want want to check it out again since, you know, it's a little bit fuzzy in my head. Mm Mm-hmm. So that is certainly a tiling game. And that is by Blue Orange Games. I think one that you brought up, which is another one we haven't played in a while that I'm really excited, I would be really excited to play again is Castles Burgundy. The next game that I kind of thought of that we kind of talked about, you actually brought this up. <laughs> I'm like, you thought of it? Uh, you know, I helped you find the box and then we could look at it. Okay, so it's Castles of Burgundy. <laughs> he, he looked... To by, the, the distance. That's right. In the distance. No. By Ravensburger. Ravensburger. I can never say that right. It's probably Ravensburger. I would say Ravensburger. Yeah. Classic tile laying game. You are rolling dice, trying to match up the dice in the market, take this corresponding tile and putting them in your reserve, and then eventually taking them from your reserve and putting them on your tableau. Based on color. Based on color, yep, because all of them have different colors, like green, light green, blue, representing different 
spots in your, your, your princedom, basically yeah, your is what they call it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, some have, some tiles have a different color, which give you special abilities. You can also spend uh, what they call silverlings, which is your, your money in the game to get more, or to get uh, stuff from the black market, which will help you out to build your princedom. But, uh, I don't know, it's just a classic game. The look of it is kind of old school and kind of, you know, it's not very exciting. And it actually looks like it's kind of a bear to play, but it's, once you get into it, it's fairly easy to play and really fun. I, I This is one that I really enjoy. And again, it's another one that we haven't played for a bit, so I'd really like to get into it again. Yeah. When we were going over tiling games, I'm like, this is totally one of them. Mm-hmm. And then it made us go, oh, man, we got to play that game again. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those that's always rated high. I'm board board game geek, and you know a lot of people talk. You know when you say Castles of Burgundy, everyone's always like, "Oh, I love that game so much." Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. And I just saw a recent post on Facebook with somebody that played it, and I went, "Oh, we yeah. gotta play that again." Yeah, and then if you're, you know, if you want something even more simpler than that, they've got the Castles of Burgundy, the dice game too. So weird. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of different tiling games out there. I thought we would just highlight a few. I think this is something we could actually come back to too in the future because there's just so many things out there and there's always more tiling games that are out there anyway that, you know, that you know will come out in the future and there's lots of things that we missed. I think I just said that twice. So they get that. But yeah, what are there some tiling games that you got that you that you're just li- you're listening to you're listening to this podcast and you're like or this episode and you're like okay, you obviously missed a great one in this. You well, know, let us know. One thing we yeah, one thing we talked about earlier was kind of the controversy that you had listened to on another podcast about what constitutes as a tiling game. Mm-hmm. You know, we went back and forth last night because you were talking about uh listing Quirkle. Mm-hmm. as a tiling game and i went no i wouldn't think of quirkle as a tiling game yeah and then you talked about um would dragon castle be a tiling game and i the more i thought about it i'm like no nah, yeah i think that one might be mm-hmm. so i don't know what are your thoughts on that yeah definitely let us know uh let us know on our facebook page we're at mfgcast on twitter Uh, Let us know what you think. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG Cast. Thanks for listening. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.